Is but that like, was a grown man who was that was a grown man with his hands around. in his pockets, which is important to point out. Yeah. Is incredibly silly if you might hit on a uneven paving stone or cobble, depending on the city. Yeah, he will go face planting, one hundred percent. Give a fuck. Clouds, apples, biscuits, religion. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Desk, migration, films of the nineteen thirties, spending your money. Shoes. Scented candles. Welcome to the first episode of Two Fooks, where we discuss what to give a fook about in your busy lives, giving it a fook score from 1 to 10. I'm Marius, and right next to me is... Al, hello, and we're excited to get this new project going. Uh, We're going to each pick... Two topics every episode and raise that and talk about it and conclude at the end of the episode what we think is the top fook scoring topic that uh, we've discussed. So, Marius, do you want to hit it off, get one going? At the top of my head? Mm-hmm. Let's talk... Off the top of your head. Off the top of my head. What did I say? Mm. Yeah. Uh, we can let's talk about electric scooters. Electric scooters, yeah, which can go up to thirty-five kilometers an hour. Forty-five kilometers. Forty-five. Okay. The, the legal is twenty-two kilometers an hour. It's way too fast. Yeah. If you ask me, the twenty-two or forty-five. Forty-five is too quick. Yeah. I got a fast <laughs> scooter. <laughs> you have. Yeah. But maybe you want to. Say a little bit about why you're interested in electric scooters in the first place. You just bought one, I believe. I bought one. Mm-hmm. I bought two, actually. That's more scooters than one person needs. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, because where I live, yeah. I share that space uh-huh. with another human being, mm-hmm. which happened to be my girlfriend. It's just, that is that is serendipity. It's not a coincidence, though. It's not a coincidence. No. Okay. We decided to... like. Live cohabitate. Yeah, share the home after we got together, for sure. Which is good. Which is very good. Hmm. We can share expenses and experiences. And laundry. No, I do my Peanut own. butter. I do my own laundry. You do your own laundry? You're yeah. a bit strict about that. Yeah, very strict. Black, black and black. Don't separate out. Yeah, and I, as soon as <laughs> the washing machine is done, it makes this ding sound. And if I'm home, I'll stop everything and i go to take it up and hang it up wow you're that passionate yeah because it starts to smell but you're an efficient dude so yeah. i understand mm-hmm. so where does this get us with electric scooters nowhere nowhere um that's why i bought an electric scooter so you mm-hmm. can get me somewhere mm-hmm. because last year i bought a bicycle mm-hmm. and i thought this regular or electric yeah the Regular, the, the old-fashioned, old like regular, the, layer, layer. the bicycle, penny farthing. What you know what that is? What penny farthing? No, that's the old bikes with the big, massive wheel at the front and the tiny little one at the back. Oh, veltepetter, is as it? We call it in Norwegian. Well, there we go. And yeah. that, folks, is why you're going to be learning culture <laughs> as well as <laughs> stupid facts <laughs> in two languages. Yeah, we're a multi-language here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I bought that for the purpose of getting more out mm. and not using my car all the time. Mm. Um, Has it worked? No. 
No. Not at all. So you're still using your car the same amount? Yeah. But you're also using your electric scooter. Or bike. Bike, we're on bike. It's an electric scooter. Electric scooter. Yeah. It's mm. like the, the small kick bikes. Mm. Is, mm. Yeah. Mm. With, which is electric. I'm not using my bicycle. I still use the car. But I don't want to use the car as often. When I'm going to use my bicycle, mm. I have to go in the shed. And to get into the shed, I have to remove the outside couch or the outdoor furniture. And it's just too much bother. So it was a way to make it easier to kind of get out the house and out and about. The electric scooter is in the entrance. Hmm. And I can just throw it out. Not throw it out, but take it outside and jump on and Hmm. Scootering it around. <laughs> so the fate of the bicycle is the bicycle. It's it's is, dead to me. It's dead to you. Yeah. And it's just sitting there. Yeah. Collecting being, dust. Being a bicycle. I, I bought it brand new. Mm. Money well spent. Yeah. Is this... Does this have a sort of a knock-on effect maybe to electric types of transport in general that often they're thought of as an alternative to what we're already using but it ends up being as well as and then everybody has an extra electric bike or an extra electric scooter or an extra the things we saw today what's it called the little pad that you stand on with the wheels on each side the electric board things hoverboard i think it is hoverboard. or something we're going to sound really uncool no not knowing yeah. What that thing that all the kids have had yeah. is. But well, that like, was a grown man who was. That was a grown man with his hands around. in his pockets, which is important to point out yeah. is incredibly silly. If you might hit on a uneven paving stone or cobble, depending on the city. Yeah, he would go face planting one hundred percent. So, I think there is an interesting. Uh, I'm I'm behind you. I agree with electric transport i have an electric bike which was super useful when i was taking the kids in a wagon but it's not on the fully back, electric which your your bike is not fully electric no i still pedal it's like yeah, a, yeah i guess it's assisted i have cruise control in my cruise control. that's i think it's cool uh, i mean uh, and the range is perfect it's like 70 kilometers on one charge so is this L scooter a benefit to your life? Yes. Yes. You could not live without it. I could. But I would have used the car more. Yeah. And it's... Instead of just sitting at home, we... Scooter together. We scooter together. We scoot. We scoot scoot. Scoot. Scoot out to the boot. Scoot to the boot. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> so sweet to the... No. So... And with all the um, toll road thingies mm. that's going around here, mm. Boomring. Boomring. Any Norwegians out there will love that. Be pocket piss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we also have to state that you know a lot of Norwegians. So. I. This is true. I am Norwegian uh, You're not resident. Th- yeah. No, I am English. I live here in Norway. I've lived here for some years. And I you talk fairly speak, good. Fairly good. You just couldn't say could speak good Norwegian. No, I mean for like the time you've been here, you speak excellent Norwegian. Though. Thank you so much. Yeah, 
So yeah, that, um, that's a really good point, and that's something we'll probably touch on in another topic: is language in general, um, which we definitely have to give a fuck about. We have to give a fuck about language, but that we can come back to. How many fooks? Fook. Well, explain fook. why it's a fook as well. Give a fook. That means you really care about something. To not give a fook is to be meh. Eh, eh, eh. I can live without it. I can live yeah. without it. Yeah. He doesn't give a fook about his bike anymore. No, it's... it's but he does give a fook about his air scooter. zero fooks given about the bike right but now. But the point of this is, is the ratio or the amount of care given, fooks will probably change and adjust Yeah. Uh, as time goes by. And that's kind of in our nature to shift our meaning and shift our... how much we invest in an object the meaning and, and, and value we invest in an object and its worth, both monetary and personal, or in terms of use. So we, your L... Or we L, develop the Fook score. The Fook score. That is a 1 hashtag to Fook 10 score. hashtag Fook score. Uh, so on a 1 to 10, where are we putting L scooters? 8.5. 8.5 seems extremely generous. <laughs> right now, it's at an 8.5 Fook score. Okay. I'm going to have to leave that one on you because I haven't ridden one. Uh, as can, long as you, you do can, it you can try one responsibly, one. then I think that's all good. Oh, are we rambling? Yeah, we've been rambling. I was not rambling. No. I was thinking. And yeah, I saw that. And that, I think, is... Uh, Your problem. That's my problem. <laughs> thinking is my problem. Well, okay. I'm not a thinker. You are. Yeah. Wait, well, you're a thinker and you're a doer. Yeah. Um, I've got on my notepad from yesterday. Um, notebook or notepad? Uh, I don't know. It's a multi-side ring-bound notebook with a lovely pencil. I do get very attached to particular pencils. And this particular pencil is from... I'm trying to work it out. It's it's maybe we should... Uh, I, I sense that you give a fook about that pencil. I give a fook about this pencil. This particular pencil now let's do it that's going to be the topic it's pencil. going to be pencils like the one you're holding now that like i might say pencils in general i i, I didn't mean like that particular pencil but like pencils yeah pencils um but i'm going to start with saying this pencil in particular yeah uh, because as as an artist, when I'm drawing, I often gravitate in notebooks and in stuff towards a particular pencil. And a particular pencil has to be the right size. It has to fit into a small notebook, in a backpack, in a pocket, if necessary. Um, but sometimes people lend you a pencil and... And that's a no-go? It's okay. The problem is if you get really attached to it and you realize this is such a great pencil... Uh, this one, I have been racking my brains as to where I got it. Um, it says on it still, and I've tried to search this, it says Banastra, and it has an English telephone code on it, 01244. Uh, I've tried to look online as to what it is. I think it was maybe a hotel or something. I literally have no idea where this came from. Did you steal it? I don't think so, because I've never been anywhere named Banastra. I am baffled where this pencil came from. But it is an excellent note-making pencil. The reason I mention this is because I had it yesterday. Uh, I was very fortunate enough to attend TEDx, Stavanger. How was that? It was 
quite remarkable. Uh, I feel very lucky. Uh, I feel quite a sense of responsibility. Did you as a have? Guest. Did you have like? Did you talk there? No, no, no. You just uh, I was a guest yeah. uh, or in the audience, um, and there was 15 speakers, and it was anybody familiar with TED Talks. I mean, I can say that from a creative perspective. Anybody familiar with TED Talks? I was thinking art related, culture related, because you tend to gravitate towards what you're interested in. Have you ever watched TED Talks? I have on YouTube though. Yeah, well, yeah. I yeah. mean, they tend to be on YouTube. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it's all going to be within sort of culture, arty, designy, culture, civic, this and that and the other. It was, that accounted for such a small amount of the information. There was so much to do with so society, to do with um people's journeys to do with politics to do with the environment i was absolutely blown away why is this pencil important well i took this pencil to make notes and this leads me on and this is how we might do this podcast because we have to be open we started off saying what was i thinking about and it's my mistake for thinking yeah <laughs> i carry that burden for thinking my organic squid brain comes up with electrical signals and tells me to Think of one thing and not think of another. The point of choosing a topic is all well and good and we've been noting things down and Marius has a notebook and I have a notebook and we've been writing down topics and maybe that's it. We've been writing down topics. Now, someone said to me the other day, a great lady who I do a um, culture project with, a shout out to Erica, if you're listening out there, She's from Seattle. She's great. She lives here. Um, she's a teacher. Mm -hmm. And she pointed out that there is some thinking within schools that it is almost null and void to get children to start being able to actually write like with, with a, pen a pen or a pencil or, mm -hmm. uh, letters and spelling. Because as they get into school... They already are equipped with um, small computers, personal computers, uh, to do their homework and such. Um, and classroom work is often carried out like that. And So uh, it's, it's just computers now? I'm getting the impression that it is. there is a majority share of what they are doing, especially as they're getting a little older in school, yeah. where they're working on computers uh predominantly and there is the spell check aspect to that so the ability to type i mean it fades out fades out because you have like grammar check spell spell checks and like exactly and i mean i think this comes back to what is so crucial about having a pencil writing words whether you're spelling things wrong or not or whether you're actually doodling let's think about doodling Like we're sitting and there's a pad and there's a pencil and you maybe you're on the phone and you hang the phone up and you look and you're like, what is all this craziness? Uh, I remember like my stepdad, uh, he'd finish a long phone call and there'd just be all these crazy shapes on a notepad and it's almost disregarded as ephemera. You're just, you're just doing it without yeah. thinking. Um, but for an artist, that is so crucial because that's maybe the most honest element of your mark making yeah i want to paint a tree i want to paint a lady sitting on a chair with a cigar <laughs> that's all well and good great go for it and, and and whatever but the the way you make the marks 
of that tree, of that chair, of that lady, whatever, that's where your artistic signature is. Yeah. So it all comes down to a pencil. Um, any pencil, anywhere, anytime. And if my kids now in kindergarten are sitting with bits of paper and pencils, which they get as soon as they get in the morning, that seems to me... in the, uh, When they get to the kindergarten or in at kind- home? In kindergarten. Okay. They get in and before they have breakfast, it's paper out, pencils out. So I'm wondering where that transition is. Like, my daughter's just turned six. She goes into school in autumn. What's going to happen with that freedom and that ability that they're encouraged to pick up stuff and make marks to being, right, it's not time to make marks or try and write your name with the letters backwards and forwards and in the wrong order. Punch it in, spell check it. And then you're good to go. It's And then you're good to go. I'm yeah. I'm a bit confused by that. Yeah. So, here and now, on this bright, sunny day in Stavanger, I give a serious, serious, that was my... That was Norwegian like... <laughs> <laughs> serious serious uh, um, I give a serious about pencils of any kind and making notes and doodles uh, wherever you are whatever you're doing uh, yeah that's that the score from 1 to 10 the full score Oh, that's hard. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling inclined to have to give that a pretty lofty score. Pencils, pencils. Where would we be without pencils? The age-old ritual of licking the end of the pencil before noting down the debt in a Dickensian drama. <laughs> like this is serious stuff. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, you were generous on L sickle on electric scooters. I'm gonna be generous on pencils. I will leave a margin of error for other things that can make marks. So I will not set pencils perhaps higher than the stone on a wall or a piece of charcoal or paint. But as a mark-making thing, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a 9.5. Ooh, I'm going to give it 9.5. I'm going out there. You like pencils? I like pencils. Yeah? I don't think I... I don't think I actually own a pencil. This is tragic. I'm, I think I'm more of... There's no lead in your pencil, as the expression goes. Hmm. I have pens. You have pens. But that's not a pencil. No. But you can still write your name. I can. You can still make a mark. You can still make a note. But I can't erase it. No. You Mm. can. I can, but I don't want to. That's an interesting, nice little culture note. Uh, There was this... um, The artist Robert Rauschenberg uh, in the 50s or 60s, an American pop abstract artist... He wanted to make a real gesture uh, with an artwork as he was forming his uh, identity. And uh, instead of making something, he decided to erase something. Hmm. And he asked the eminent, wonderful painter of Dutch origin, Willem de Kooning, for one of his pencil drawings and then set about erasing it. Hmm. And... The end result was it turned out that de Kooning had used all sorts of funny stuff on the paper and it was incredibly hard to erase this drawing. So the that, you can say, is the death knoll of good art and the arrival of conceptual pap that people get encouraged to do these days of presenting an empty canvas <laughs> and saying, oh, but it's art. <laughs> and that is another discussion because I maybe don't think it's as black and white as that. 
But uh, yeah, erasing or not being able to write or make a mark with something in your hands is that's a primitive need of us, I think. And if the pencil can represent that, then good. I'm going. I don't own a pencil, like I said. I'm going to get one. <laughs> that was convincing. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to. All right. But you next. By next time we'll meet, mm. I'll have a pencil. All right. But until then, mm. I'm going to give the pencil a Fuchs score of mm. five point five. Right. I can live with that. He's even typing it in to his spreadsheet. Yep. So the total Fuchs score of pencils. The average. The mean. The average is. 7.5 I can live with that's pretty good that's fine for a piece of wood with some lead in it yeah mm. cool alright let's fire up the fook fire the fook fire let's fire up the fook fire inside here yeah What? What? what's 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 burning on your chest spicy food spicy food it's burning more on my tongue instead of anywhere else and somewhere else, actually. <laughs> spicy food. Spicy food. Okay. Do you like spicy food? I do like spicy food. How spicy? Um, if we... I know Pe- my... People, li- people react differently, though. I know my limits, yeah. uh, but uh, it, it's almost... I think in the past, spicy food has been like a, uh, a real comfort food area particularly noodle-based dishes or noodle soups. Having said that, like if you're looking for some existential need from that spicy food, you can push it too far. Yeah. And like... When you're, when you're over your limit, mm. it's not good anymore. Yeah. It's and ju- it's you just, regret it because yeah. it kind of um, takes away from the pleasure of eating that whole meal where it's kind of you've you've overspiced the, the flavors disappear mm. in the hotness or this the spiciness mm. of it wasn't the the overspiced girls it was just the spice girls <laughs> it's an adequate level of spice yeah i think um have you got a particular spicy food in mind that makes you so excited I'm probably going to go with the noodles as well. Yeah. This is also a topic we bonded over yeah. early on. Get get nerdy about the noodles. Come on. I don't think I can get, can get nerdy about the you noodles. You can say where you get them. You can say how you prepare them. Let's bring people in on this. Okay. So I like this particular spicy noodles. Uh, they're chicken flavor. <laughs> yeah. And... They are. Um, it's the. It's can I can I backtrack slightly there? Backtrack slightly there. Chicken flavor. Yeah. Artificial chicken right. flavor. Because little little note we might have to come back to is uh, Marius is a vegan. Plant based man. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a vegetarian. Almost plant based man. Yeah. yeah. So so that was that just there was something there that I was like. Oh, hold on a moment. Hmm. Hmm. You eating chicken over there? Where's this? Where's this chicken walking into the discussion? <laughs> Don't know. It's a ghost chicken. Yeah, it's, it's a, a ghost chicken. It's a, it's but a it's not a ghost chicken. pepper. No. Luckily. Ha ha. <laughs> Shout out to Hot Ones. <laughs> Shout out to Sean Evans. Yeah, it's a good show. Oh my goodness me! Check that out on YouTube if you haven't. That's spicy chicken. That's spicy chicken for sure. So yeah, in regale about the artificial chicken noodle dish. Yeah. So. It's like um, 
Um, <laughs> you have something you want to say? No, I just, no. I, I'm really enjoying talking about noodles in such detail. Yeah, because I know this how excited you are about noodles. I'm so excited about noodles. The, um, there's like a small pack of... Yeah, uh, spice. Yeah, spice. Spice pack. Spice pack of sort of flavorings, stock and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's liquid. Mm. So first you have to boil the noodles mm. for about three minutes. Mm. And then you pour out most of the water. Mm. And then you pour in the um, spice. Blend. Pocket. Pa- pocket. Mm. No. Packet. Sp- packet. A packet. Spice packet. Spice packet. Sounds like a wrapper. And here's spice packet. <laughs> and then you let it stir for about 30 seconds. Mm. And then you pour sesame seed. There's a small pack of mm. um, sesame seed and seaweed in there. Yeah. And then you pour it over. Delicious. Delicious. Oh, that just sounds like a fairy tale right there. And it's spicy. Is it spicy? It's, it's like it's it's like um, it's like very spicy. Mm. But, but you enjoy a, that, yeah. It's the right amount of spicy. Yeah, my I had this. I had, but you like do it like I do it kind of DIY. I do it DIY. DIY is also a topic that I might come back to one day. Yeah, uh, I do it DIY. But that's a broad topic. For sure, that's why it's got to be a topic in itself. Yeah. But DIY philosophy definitely comes down to my noodle making too. That's going to be an episode. That's going to be a whole episode. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be like Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> uh, with noodles, because I make noodle soup at home, and then I want to get the rice noodles, and then I want to make a stock base. But when the kids are also eating it, I want them to have some spice. I want them to be familiar with that. But there's no point making it blow out the water hot because they can't uh, enjoy it. No. And you want to get those vegetable flavors in there. Since kind of being a bit more rigid with my vegetarian nature, I used to make it with salmon. I don't make it with salmon anymore because salmon is not very sustainable. So now I try and make it with trout instead. And they still enjoy that fish. Uh, and then I used to cook it in the soup at the end before adding coconut milk now I roast it in the oven so that they can add it and I roast some vegetables too and I can add those but the spice thing then comes on the table yeah like then I'll add that bit of chili sauce a bit of chili salt for a midsummer chili salt yeah midsummer hot sauce who are a producer here in Stavanger they make a, a chili sauce they also make a chili salt um, with North Sea Sea Works and uh, North Sea Salt Works, they send their chili mash up there, and they come back like this beautiful crunchy salt with chili in it. Oh, sounds good! Oh man, and you can season and spice at the same time. That's so great. So you put a bit of that, a little bit of hot sauce. I use this beautiful hot sauce called uh, uh, Devil's Gravy, made sounds, in the UK. Sounds spicy. My mum brought that for me. It's so beautiful. Shout out to Devil's Gravy. I'm gonna and your mum. And my mum. Whoa, my mum's amazing. Uh, and then you do it on the table. And that means that you start your bowl of soup and your noodles and you're tasting you're like, mm, 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 a little bit of lime. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and, you're down, and you're halfway down and you're like evening it out. Tiny bit more crunchy chili salt, bit of soy sauce, level it. By the time you get to that last spoon or two or drinking the last bit out of the small ceramic bowl. Your mouth is 
burning. Oh, but, yeah, but it's the right amount. Burning of pleasure. Burning of pleasure. And it is that last bit is the got to be the best bit. Uh, you kind of pushed it too far that you regret it and it's erased the memory of that bowl of noodles. <laughs> but it's also you've got to feel it. You've got to have really embraced that chance to eat something chilly. Uh, chili? Chili. Chili. The red hot chili. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm hearing you for sure. Also, my mum and noodles, she used to work in a school when I was young and she'd go to a cash and carry, which is like a big industrial supply store for food to get food for the school. Yeah. And she'd bring home boxes of these insanely hot Japanese and Chinese noodles. And then I would live on those. So I'm hearing you loud and clear. That's good. Yeah. And thank you, Mum, for feeding me great... Noodles. Noodles. That's good. I'm a noodle lover. I think I am too. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm sent... <laughs> What's that? I'm, I'm smelling a delicious high hot score on this. Nine. Nine. I've got to be with you. Nine. There's other food in the world. For sure. For sure. But that is... That is a... A very important food group. Congratulations and thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. Yeah. So the average is it's nine. It's nine. So the average is nine. The mean average in the uh, spreadsheet of food is spreadsheet, nine. Spreadsheets of food. If you've got any noodle recommendations out there, please let us know. If you've got a favorite noodle spot, there's a couple in Stavanger, which is super good. Um, I've heard good things about Noodle Noodle, but I've never eaten there. No. Um, we had a ramen on the menu at the place where I work, which was also super good. Ustuhuset. I also work with this place called Ustuhuset, which is a compendium carnival of wonderful food-based experiences. <laughs> and uh, the chefs are very talented and very passionate. And they made a ramen at one point, which was super good. Um, and there's international stores that sell them. So let us know. If you've picked up a super good noodle in your town, let us know. I'll drop the name of my noodle prefer preferred noodles. Yeah, because the then maybe notes. I can get to try those too. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring you one. Thanks, but maybe they could send us one. That would be awesome. Noodle sponsorship. <laughs> and this episode of Two Fooks <laughs> is sponsored by Very Hot Chicken Pao Noodles. <laughs> we could always hope. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna listen to. Never say never. Never but say never. Like, I regret that. <laughs> I was going to go with James Bond, but you went down that way. All right. Should we move on? We should move on. What do you want to move on? I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to give a... Uh, uh, I'm going to give a... Fook! About uh, e-dumping. Electrical waste dumping. Yeah. Um... That's something good to give a fuck about. It is absolutely crucial to give a fuck about. Um, this is this is a horrifying topic. Yeah. Um, and what made you think of this? What made me think of this? Well, it's one of the things that I noted down um, purely because I saw an article on it. The irony. I saw an article on it on my laptop of course um about the electrical waste uh, that is and has been for many years going from 
developed countries and Western world countries uh, to Africa predominantly, many countries uh, in the vicinity and is being broken down. Uh, the, the, the thing that kind of hangs about this and the thing that the, which is to give a fuck about in a serious way is by finishing use of something digital here and we take it to if i mean if you're a real douche you leave it out on the street and hope someone takes it away or the trash people take it which many people do which many people do and that's kind of not really cool they don't even put it outside for someone to pick it up they just yeah, it's it like, and and we all have that guilt of having had out of a hundred things the one thing you couldn't quite manage, and you leave it. Uh, there is a Hoover here in the hallway that I left because I thought it might be useful when I left the studio, but it doesn't work very well. But you thought someone will pick it up. Hopefully, someone will use it. Yeah. Maybe get a bag for it, but it still is there, like in Ghostland. Yeah. Uh, so even when we are being responsible and taking our electrical goods to the uh, electrical recycling plant at our local recycling station, because we're fortunate people in, in a developed country, you think that that leads to some conclusion of it being stripped for the taken necessary stuff and taken care of. Yeah. It seems as though, like trash, like rubbish itself, there has been numerous decades of this stuff being sent overseas for processing. I'm doing bunny ears. Processing. The trash thing is obviously a huge issue. It's another topic entirely. But the electrical waste thing, I saw some photographs from some journalists who had been to some of these breaking plants yeah uh, it is beyond words what our brothers and sisters uh in another part of the world are being given as raw materials to work with because it then ends up being a, a, a objects of value to break down and do things with whether someone has responsibility for the last things that can't be recycled or the chemicals that can't be harvested and done something else with, they have to then collect up the last bits and just burn it. Hmm. And not only is it just to burn it, then a lot of these components are being used as fire fuel to cook with, to make things out of. Don't they use, like, poise or... Poisonous chemicals to make food in some places in Africa? Very possibly. If anyone's got some info on that, please shout it out in a more specific way. Um, There was also a note in this article saying that the sheer plentitude of hazardous chemicals coming out of this... Marius is raising his finger. There was... A podcast someone went to africa someone went to africa and then they were cooking food from the heat of burning plastic there you go that was yeah what it was right 
I mean, uh, I mean, this is like the the, the 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 story of fire and man gone so wrong. Yeah. And the plentitude of the chemicals being uh, then found trace elements in eggs from chickens in the environment because, I mean, this isn't like wrong uh, is a logical conclusion to arrive at. This is completely logical. If all of this stuff is in that environment, it will get into the food chain. Yeah. It was touched on in one of the TED Talks yesterday uh, that someone stopping eating fish because fish are eating plastic and Someone I don't want to eat that? plastic uh, yeah. yeah it was it was this very interesting initiative that had been backed also by the Norwegian Environmental Service for Cleaning the Seas um, and it was a wonderful passionate talk by a wonderful lady um, <laughs> whose name I will come back to because I haven't got it on uh, I haven't got the book with me right now uh, but it was a reference to I'm going to cut out fish because fish eat plastic yeah. and I don't want to eat plastic. Well, that's the same any which way around. Uh, it's like I had a real conscience attack with uh, giving fat balls to birds in the garden. Because if you read the ingredients, you want to feed the birds. You want to make yeah, the right. birds happy. Hey, birds, come be happy in my garden. I want to make this little oasis whilst I've got my blinkered sunglasses on. And you don't want them to eat your plums. I don't want them to nibble my plums. <laughs> Um, and if you then look at the list of ingredients, then you've got um, beef fat uh, in those. Yeah. Okay, well, where's that coming from? Yeah. So you're then feeding nondescript origin meat byproduct to the birds in your garden who are then flying around and being happy and trying to live their lives. Um it's not that that in itself isn't a natural thing that could have happened in the food chain at some point if a cow had passed away and then it goes into the soil and then it regenerates the plants and the birds are in that environment but it's it's the human interjection in that chain yeah. and coming back to the e-dumping and the electrical waste we are creating such demand for technological products more often than not made in countries that are not our own yeah and we import them in and we use them and then we chuck them back over the water and poison the well we're like we're done with this you can have yeah. it back now and the ripple is kind of coming gradually towards us because this is this is so unsustainable as a process yeah both environmentally but also on a human level on a conscience level like uh, i mean just see where we are now hmm. this is electric for sure electric 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 yeah I mean, all of this so the, the the things that we are using to give a fuck here and now today are a product of this environment and this industry hence why we have to use the opportunity to flag this up yeah if we want to crawl into a hole in the woods and weep for humanity and and uh, not use any anything around us that's also cool if you want to do that yeah but there has to be some way in which we use the opportunity there was a great talk also yesterday um by a a, a guy who pointed to the um the concept of uh, conscious 
technology. Yeah. Uh, that if you are going to use your mobile phone, your computer, your microphone, do so in a way that you feel is actually worthwhile. Use, use it responsibly. Use it responsibly. Yeah. Smoke responsibly, drink responsibly. Can you can you smoke responsibly though? You can do it outside, not around someone who might not want to have I don't smoke. I have smoked. Me too. Really? But it's not responsible for No, but that's self but it makes you ask that question about yeah. self-responsibility yeah. and group responsibility. Uh, that true. was another thing uh, the lovely eco architect project Vinmullabakken which is just up the road from us here. Yeah. Um, the architect uh, Steve was at the uh, talks yesterday, uh-huh. and she said they had had an interesting discussion in their fellowship. Ooh, fellowship! Their living uh, communal living environment. Oh yeah, the the the, the environment. Apartment yeah, the apartment over. building, which is up in the middle of Stavanger here, or in the east of Stavanger, which is yeah, it's a, it's a communal living space, all built from sustainable materials, and all of the food preparation, social areas, and such are. For the groups, you go to your apartment to sleep. It's a wash cool, cool and idea, stuff, and then you come down and you you use that space like a village mm-hmm. as a general group area. And they had something about smoking, and they all got together and they talked about it. And instead of making some rule, they just everybody agreed for the the, the respect of one another. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, cool, go outside. Yeah. If if it's raining, well then maybe you don't. And you and, and you just don't smoke, right? I, um, is that okay? Yeah, that, that was fine. They they just had like the human value of that discussion was conscious and respectful yeah. because they were face to face, and that maybe comes again back to this thing of we 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 have to be aware of our use of these things and what the future is for them. That's also a topic with like human interaction and mm. like the. Um, the hate that mm. is going on on mm. social media and people just commenting on just being rude on the mm. internet and that this i mean face to face that there would not be the opportunity for it to happen in that degree face to face no um oh, uh so it's given the opportunity for a very odd kind of as you say hate yeah to emerge so we've almost like uh amputated our uh natural abilities as people to think about other people's feelings yeah other people's living environments because this uh, um uh access to other medias other things other objects has come towards us in this part of the world with um, all the electricity with all the electricity So it's it's a big one. It's a big one, and yeah. uh, I think it's seriously worth giving a fook about on a daily level. A uh, little bit of feedback there. I don't know if that came up on the microphone. It's the electricity talking. Yeah, it's the electrical products weighing in on this debate we're having. It's saying they, they yes. want in. They want they, in. They agree. They agree. Give a fook about yeah. us. Natural electricity. Tesla was not wrong. Okay, let's. Uh, wrap this up on this topic um, I'm going to challenge you to rate it first e-waste yeah 10 yeah good 
Yeah, yeah. Definitely How ten. dare we give it any less? Yeah, right. Ten? Ten. 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 Because, I mean, it, if this is... this, It's not if. This is about the livelihood of the planet. It is. And us as a species. Yeah. And we'll touch on that in a lot of different ways, but how ignorant would we be not to give it a ten? Yeah. All right, tip top ten. Tip top ten. Yeah. The most fooks we've given yeah. is on ease. And just for all you people who thought we'd be talking about balloons and biscuits and skipping down the road listening to Bruno Mars... You were wrong. Stuff got serious. <laughs> so, shall we sum this up? We shall sum this up. Let's sum it up. So, for this episode, we had the electric scooters... Mm-hmm. Which I gave a Fuchs score of 8.5. I left my rating off that because I haven't tried one. Yeah. Uh, but since I have to give one for the mean score, uh, I will go in for a 6.5. I'm positive. I'm hopeful. But I'm not going to go Six head point. over heels like I did on my bike uh, in the beginning of the year. Yeah. You've got to be cautious going quick. Yeah. So I'm just going to be a bit careful with that. But 6.5? Yeah. Let's, Ain't uh, bad. Let's, let's just do that. So, the average is mm. going to be 7.5. Okay. And for the pencils, yep. which you were a huge fan of, yep. I gave that a 5.5. Mm. And you gave it a 9.5. Yeah. And after you get yourself a pencil, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Okay. Maybe... Maybe things will be looking up in the pencil world. Maybe. Yeah. So, the total Fook score is 7.5. Cool. The same as the electric scooters. Good. Good. And then we talked a little bit about spicy food. We did. Mm. Which we both agreed on mm. with a solid nine. Solid nine. Solid nine. Mm. I'm wondering if we were a bit a bit uh, footloose and fancy free with that. Uh, like, like if we were like introducing spicy food to someone, you'd almost want to be a bit cautious. But we went right in with the high nine. Yeah. We're going to just let it stand. It's just got to stand. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in for a nine on spicy food. Cool. Yeah. So, the average of spicy food is... Nine. nine. I'm that bad at maths. I had to sort of say it with a slight questioning <laughs> questioning inflection. Nine? nine. Yes, nine. And the e-waste. E-waste. We both agreed on that one as well. Yeah. Solid ten. Solid ten. No questions. No about that. Nope. And the average of a ten. Is ten. Yeah. So, our top Fook score hashtag of the week is e-waste. That is correct. Um, we want to touch on something which we'll do also every week, which will be uh, a value item. Uh, yeah. Something that pops up in our uh, daily routines and things uh, that seems to be uh, extra... Um, I don't know, vitalizing. Joyful. Joyful. And how we're doing what we're doing right now. Um, so, Marius, it was your idea to pop this in. So, uh, please give us your value item of the episode. My value item for this episode um, will be the noodles I talked about. Oh, cool. Um, it's a brand called Sam Young. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, um, the pack I'm most fan of specific noodle reference coming up people yeah it's original hot chicken original hot chicken I'll put a link to that Mm. in the show notes cool Um, 
What, also, another link we might throw out is the hot sauce I mentioned because I said Devil's Gravy is actually called Satan's Gravy. Yeah. And uh, we'll put a link for that too because it's wonderful. Uh, yeah. Got to yep. do that right. Got to honor the sauce. Do you have a value item you want to talk to us about? I do. I think it's it's a value uh, band. Value band. Uh, and it is a band whose philosophy really acts as like a, uh, a, um, a, a leveler for anything anybody is really doing, either in music or public performance. And it's the band Fugazi. Fugazi. If you look up Fugazi online and look at some of their live shows and then go back to whatever other music you were listening to or watching, you're welcome. They embody a philosophy of honesty and performance uh, with one another and with their audience, which is such an incredible investment in their their efforts uh, that I've recently, the past couple of nights, just watched a couple of old live performances from Fugazi and whatever you go on to after that you feel sort of uh, nourished and uh, conscious about kind of what you're doing and why you might be doing it so I'm going to say check out some Fugazi sounds like you're getting value from them yeah serious we'll put that in the show notes as well so for the socials mm-hmm. you can find us at Instagram yeah two fooks at, at two fooks mm-hmm. one word and you can find us on Facebook. We're there. Uh, at Two Fooks. Uh, two Fooks with double O was taken. Mm. So it's Two Fooks with triple O's. Whoa, triple O's. Triple O. That's triple O on Facebook. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not triple O, just triple O, but Two Fooks with triple O's. For sure. For sure. And if you want to send us an email, is info at Two Fooks. And that's the same email address you can use to send us your matters of fook. Uh, that is correct. Send it to that same mail address uh, with a uh, mail address again, please. Info at twofooks.com. Lovely. And that is where you can say what you give a fook about, what you think we should give a fook about. And let's get this ball rolling. And all that remains for us to say is... Thank you for joining us on this journey. We will continue, and it's great to have you here. Uh, signing off from me. Signing off from me. 